Hey Killer Bees, it's Paula B from PaulaBeeFitness.com and welcome to the Let's Run podcast where every Tuesday we talk about fitness matters that matter to you. And my friends, this one matters. Today is part two of a five-part series about losing weight and today we are talking about how to get started. I know, I'm excited about this one. If you missed last week's, it was my personal weight loss story. There's a link either here on screen or in the description box or the show notes below. There will be a playlist that will eventually have all five of the episodes in this series so that you can refer to them whenever you want to. Make sure that you click that subscribe button today so that you don't miss any of the other ones and so that, you know, every week we can go for a walk or a run together. This week we are going for a walk. Apropos of getting started and being beginners, I am walking only. If you are further along in your walk-run journey and you'd like to set yourself some intervals, go ahead and do that now. And if you're going to run, make sure that you get warmed up. And when you're ready, I'm totally ready. Let's run. I know, I did it again. I said, let's run, even though I just told you we're walking. Let's walk, <laughs> you guys, you guys. Okay, okay, today's a big one. Today is an exciting one, and today has a lot of information. I know, I know, because I've been a beginner at lots of things, I just want to be told what to do, how to do it. Let's go, let's get into action, let's move, right? Well, that's part of why we are like legitimately moving. It's part of why we are walking today. And that, and okay, do you know why I have a Let's Run podcast rather than just like sitting in front of the, the camera and like talking to you? I have to move to be able to think. This, the, the foot and mouth <laughs> combination really works for me. This is how I process my thoughts, is by being in motion. So hopefully that actually works for you too. If it doesn't, feel free to sit and be doing something else so that you can take some notes today because I tell you what, we are going to get going, but first I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you why. I truly wholeheartedly believe that it's easier to do something if you know why you're doing it. And so today we are going all the way back and we are covering the absolute positive basics of everything that I know about weight loss before I tell you what to do, okay? So just bear with me through that part because yes, that means that we're talking about biology and that means that we're talking about like the super building blocks of biology. Now here's the thing, as a living, breathing, walking, talking, eating, sleeping miracle, your body has a couple of things that we call biological imperatives, which basically just means that things that your body has to do. Like there's a lot of things that are kind of optional as far as your body is concerned, but there's a couple of things that your body has to do. And there's even like an order in which they'll do it. Your body will do these things. So there's four biological imperatives, but only three of them. Well, actually there's probably more than that, but there's, there's three of them that really apply to weight loss. So number one is just simply being alive. Your body's first number one, always main priority is to stay alive. Your body's second biological imperative that we're actually not gonna really talk about today is reproduction. It's tangentially related, but not enough that I'm really gonna like muddy the waters with it today. The second one that we're gonna talk about is that your body wants to stay the same. Above everything except staying alive, your body wants to be the same because being the same helps your body stay alive. The third thing is that your body wants to improve. And it's again related. Your body wants to improve so that it can be the same, so that it can stay alive. So those are the three biological imperatives that we really need to know and understand in order to shape the way that we think about weight loss because they're related to how your body does what it does. And when you know how your body does what it does, it'll inform what you can do to make it do something different. So, your body wants to stay alive. That is the thing that you need to know. Above all else, your body is very concerned about being alive. And in order to be alive, your body needs energy because being alive is energy. So in its most basic sense, life is an exchange of energy. Energy in and energy out. And energy in, well, okay, that means food. We have to take in food in order to be alive. 
And being alive is a lot of energy out. I mean, if you ever think about all the different things that your body does on a daily basis, on a minute basis, that you don't even really have to think about your heart beating, your lungs breathing, your blood pumping, your eyes blinking, your pancreas doing what your pancreas does. All of those processes require energy. And another word for energy is calories. Now, calories, calories, all of a sudden, I know, I felt you, you were like, energy, I'm good with energy. Then I said calories, and all of a sudden, your shoulders went up. I know, I understand. But I want you to kind of keep an open mind while we're talking about this, because, well, okay, two things. First of all, we're actually gonna talk about your shoulders coming up around your ears next week. Let me give you a little preview. Next week, we're talking about nothing but mindset. That one, that one's gonna be even muckier <laughs> than this one today. Today, it's all about biology. Next week, we talk about mindset stuff. But I know that when I use that word calories that all of a sudden you start thinking about what you can eat, what you can't eat, what's good, what's bad. There's all of these feelings that come up when we talk about calories. And that's why I want you to understand that calories are energy. Your body is Honestly, it's, it's a walking, talking, living, breathing, eating, and sleeping miracle of a battery. <laughs> Your body stores energy for later. And this is amazing when you think about this. We take in food, you know, as a meal for 500 calories at a time. But you're not really using that many calories in a short amount of time ever. I mean, ever, ever. So. What in the world does your body do with those calories in order to be able to get energy later? Well, my friend, your body stores it. First of all, it takes a little bit of work to even like take in the calories. Second of all, it stores it for later in a couple of different places. This is so smart about your body. I tell you what, the more I learn about this kind of stuff, the more I'm just like, that's amazing. It's amazing that your body knows what to do with the billions of processes that we just never have to think about. Now, I know that you think about one of the ways that your body stores energy for later because it stores it as fat. And again, I know that that's one of those words that makes your shoulders go on up, but I'd like you to think about it this way. Stored fat is also stored energy. Your body needs something for later all the time. You literally would not survive your number one biological imperative if you didn't have stored energy for later. Or, or we'd have to be eating like literally constantly. It would be the only thing that we were doing. And I know that you kind of know that when you think about other animals that don't have stored body fat, like, like birds, for example, they eat all the time. If they are awake, they are eating. They don't have a lot of storage for energy. Our beautiful, amazing, miraculous bodies can store energy for long periods of time. We are ready to go a long time accidentally without eating. We are prepared to be able to go a long distance to be able to find food or to be able to do whatever we need to do. We are capable of storing energy for lots of functions. So when you think about it that way, it's not nearly as, you know, shoulder hunching <laughs> as it is when you just, you know, call it fat. Your body also stores energy in other places. Your body also stores energy in your muscles. It's a little bit more readily available, and I'm gonna talk about this a little bit more in just a couple minutes, but your body stores what is basically, essentially, sugar for ready energy in your muscles. There are other places it stores energy too. Again, I'm gonna to get to that in a little bit later. But so what I'm telling you is that you take energy in and then your body stores it 
and then it can put energy out for all of your bodily functions and any of the things that you want to be able to do. So that's, that's the system that your body works under. And it follows the biological imperatives of always stay alive, then as much as possible stay the same, then whenever you need to, get better at stuff. So when we talk about weight loss specifically, what we're saying is that your body has an excess of stored energy. And in order to access that stored energy, we need to work the system so that it works through the stored energy rather than constantly giving it new energy. Now, I know that you've heard a couple of different expressions about losing weight, you know, calories in, calories out, or, you know, eat less and move more. And I totally understand that those are like really easy mnemonic devices, like it's four words, it's really simple, it's catchy, it tells you kind of what you need to do, but they're also, honestly, in some ways, totally useless garbage. <laughs> calories in and calories out are not equal in almost any way. Because your body goes through the storage part in the middle, it's never, ever, ever as simple as I ate dinner, then I went for a walk, and now we're even again. It's, it's not about that. And so thinking about it as calories in, calories out, it simplifies it too much in a way that I think is very difficult for us when we're trying to lose weight. And the other one, the eat less and move more, I, that one, I'm gonna go ahead and just go on like the shortest little rant here, excuse me. I hate that expression. I don't hate things very often. In fact, I feel kind of bad using that word, but I dislike that expression. I find it to be wildly unhelpful. The fact is, you may or may not need to eat less, and we're gonna talk about this in just a second in some depth, but eating less doesn't make sense. When, when do you stop eating less? Are you always going to eat less? Should I eat less today than I did yesterday? Do I have to eat less tomorrow than I did today? What's less? And how long? And move more, and again, till what? Till I'm exercising 24-7, 365? Like, how is that helpful to be constantly, subjectively thinking about what you're doing? Eating less and moving more is a moving target that you'll never meet. And, and it's not even helpful, like in general. It's not how weight loss works. So my friends, how does weight loss work? Well, let's talk about calories in, because that one's, that one's relatively straightforward. It is, in fact, the only part of the system that you're actually in control of. And we're gonna talk about this in, in some depth. Calories in means what do you eat? Now here's the thing, I'm gonna muddy the waters before I clarify the waters. Calories in is tough. <laughs> food has calories, all foods have calories. But it's not quite as cut and dry as we kind of, in our modern world, make it out to be. When we are trying to put everything into you know, a data chart, putting everything into our apps, putting everything, you know, even, even in the old school ways of like writing down how many calories we take in, there's honestly, literally, no way to know exactly how many calories are in your food especially natural foods. I mean, you get three different apples, and even though you're comparing apples to apples, they could have different amounts of calories based on a small variation in size. Maybe one of them is sweeter, a little bit riper. Maybe another one is like, you know, a little bit smaller or of a different variety that might have fewer calories. It's very hard to say, well, no, it's very easy to say an apple has 100 calories. It's very hard to know whether the exact apple that you ate today actually had 100 calories. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. Maybe, maybe you peeled off the skin and had fewer calories, but you still accounted for the 100. Or maybe you, you know, had a little rotten part and so you couldn't eat that, and so it was actually like 95 calories or whatever. It's very, it's very difficult to discern even, even going on a generalization, but it's also, 
It's also really difficult to know, in fact, I'm going to use the word impossible. It is impossible to know how your body reacted to that food. So all of our biology is the same and yet different. It's amazing, this, this miracle that you are walking around in, what it does to stay alive, to stay the same, and to get better. Your personal body reacts to foods differently. And I know you know this if you're like lactose intolerant or allergic to something or, or whatever. You know that your personal chemistry, not just biology, but your personal chemistry reacts a certain way. Everybody's body reacts the same way, but also with minute differences to foods. So even if that, even if there was some way that we could, without destroying the apple, tell how many calories were in the apple, your body may or may not take in those calories. Your body may or may not be using or be available to use those calories based on your, it's the, it's the microbes that live in your gut, how you personally digest food, you might have only gotten 50 calories out of that apple. You might have gotten all 100. You might have gotten somewhere in between. It's, it's impossible to say. Isn't that crazy? We tend to think of, again, because we hear that phrase, calories in, calories out, we tend to think of it as being so cut and dried. Of course, this food has this number of calories. Obviously, it says so on the package. Well, another way that our system is a little bit flawed is that here in the modern day, not all of our food is food. And we don't have the language currently to discuss what's in our food that isn't food. We, don't, we, we simply do not know what our bodies are doing with the chemicals, with the modifications, with the other things that we put in our food. So we still talk about it in terms of calories. We still talk about things even in terms of like our macronutrients, protein and carbohydrates and fat. But the fact is, in some of our processed foods, there's more than that. And yet, we don't have any way of we don't have any language to discuss it. We don't have any ability to measure what it's doing to our energy in, or our storage, or our energy out. We're just discovering now some of the things that might be important about how those chemicals react in our body. And until we know, we don't have the language to talk about it. It's amazing how how complex our food really is. And because of that complexity, I know that that therefore gets really muddied in your mind about what's best, what should I do, what should I eat, what's healthy. I'm gonna tell you that the fact is, we don't know, we scientists, not me personally, I, we, we human beings and specifically scientists don't know everything. We don't at all, not by a long shot. Nutrition science as compared to physics, biology, chemistry, older sciences, we're brand new. We are still discovering things. We don't know how the body works entirely. And if we did, there would be one answer for how every single person on the face of the planet could lose weight or not even gain the weight to begin with. But we don't know. So please take even what I'm saying, even though I am saying it with such conviction and I sound so convincing, even what I'm saying might not be the truth in another 50 years, might not be the truth at all in another 100 years. This is what I know about weight loss right now. And just so you know, I do have personal weight loss clients. I am a fitness trainer. I've worked with people losing weight. I have successfully lost my own weight, though I was not my own client at the time because I didn't know anything about weight loss or nutrition or anything, as I believe. I believe I made that really clear in last week's story. And by the way, oh my gosh, I meant to say this. I turned off the camera last week 
And I was like, oh my God, that totally sounded like an ad for Slim Fast. I want you to know I'm not sponsored in any manner. I do not advocate, I do not advertise. It was simply something that worked for me and we are going to talk about that a little bit more today. But it's not something, it's not something that I think works for everybody. It's not something that I necessarily think will work for you. It just, it was just the way I lost weight. It was what worked for me. And again, we're going to talk about that in a little bit more detail. I just really want to throw out that disclaimer that like, I'm not, I'm not advocating <laughs> for, for any specific product. In fact, as you'll find when we talk about it here in a little bit, I don't advocate for one specific way for anybody. There's a lot that goes into weight loss. There's a lot that we simply do not understand. But we do know this. I know this. I know this for a fact because of the results that I've seen in myself and in my clients. The thing that drives weight loss is calories in. I know that you would love, if you are like me and you greatly prefer exercising over eating right, I know that you would love it if exercising was the actual answer to losing weight, but let me tell you this. Exercising is fantastic for so many reasons, so many reasons, but weight loss is not one of them. Your body is burning calories every single minute of every single day, whether you are aware of it or not. And in fact, 99% of the time, we're not aware of it. When you are, if you are sitting on the couch and watching this video, you are burning calories. You do not need to be walking. You do not need to be running. You do not need to be, you know, lifting weights. You are burning calories right this second. Every time you blink, you are burning calories. Every time your heart beats, you are burning calories. Every time you are breathing, you are burning calories. Every time your pancreas is doing whatever your pancreas does, it is burning calories. You burn, I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna say a lot of calories every single minute of every single day that has nothing to do with you moving. Every, every body requires a certain amount of energy to exist. And again, everybody's body is different because of your age, your weight, the current condition of your body, meaning you know how much muscle you have versus how much fat, how fit you are currently, how sedentary you are currently, what you eat most of the time, how hydrated you are, how well rested you are, how much stress there is in your life. There are a lot of factors that go into how many calories you personally are burning just to exist. And the fact is that, and I say this with zero judgment, this is, this is again a biological fact, the more you weigh and the less conditioned you are, the more energy your body is using more or less all the time. I'm going to put a little caveat on that. If you were also very conditioned with a lot of muscle tone, muscle is metabolically active, meaning that it requires a lot of calories to exist, then you would also burn a lot of calories just, just existing. The fact is that we feel like we're burning calories when we're exercising. That is that is mental. <laughs> we are burning calories when we exercise and that's fantastic. But as far as how it fits into our overall day, which is how your body perceives your life, even if you are exercising vigorously, you're not, you're not even coming close to how many calories you're burning. For example, while you're asleep. In fact, I, somebody posted on Facebook not too long ago something about getting a good night's sleep burn more, burns more calories than you know, a HIIT workout or something like that. And, and it was kind of funny and it was kind of like, oh my gosh, that's all I have to do. But it's also kind of true. Your body is burning calories all the time. All the time. And it, it has very little to do with how you're moving. Now here's what's especially difficult about this, 
is the thing where we have stored the energy in between. Your body stores energy in a lot of different places. It's basically, <laughs> it's basically, I don't know if your grandparents were like this. My grandparents grew up in the depression. So they, they had stored food everywhere. My grandmother canned more food than they could have ever eaten in their lifetime. They also had money everywhere. When my grandparents moved out of their house, we found money everywhere. It was insane. And it was just like a couple dollars here and a couple dollars there kind of a thing. But it was literally under the mattress. It was in a couple of little, like they had a desk that had like hidden drawers. Like they had, they had money everywhere just in case, just in case you never know what's going to happen. That's your body. That's 100% your body. Your body is so terrified that there's going to be like some issue and it will not have enough money for later and money of course being energy. Your body stores energy in lots of different places and it accesses those different places at different times for reasons that we scientists don't entirely understand. The, the fat burning process is pretty straightforward as far as we understand it. I mean, you know, your body needs energy, it taps into fat, it breaks up the fat, it converts it in the way that it converts it, and then your body gets to use it, and, and it's awesome. Yay, congratulations, you just burned fat. However, when your body decides to burn fat, we don't know. We don't know why. We don't know what triggers that because your body has so many different places that it can take energy from. It can take energy from food you just ate. It can take energy, like we talked about, from your muscles. It has, it has a much easier access to the energy in your muscles because it's basically already broken down. It's already almost sugar. Super, super quick total side note on this. I know that there are lots of people who want to talk to you about how sugar is the devil. It's not. I have a side rant about that. Your body needs sugar. Your body needs all of the macronutrients. It needs fat. It needs carbs. It needs protein. Your body's functions require all three of those things. It's why those things exist in the world as food. Your body needs them. Specifically, sugar, the debate about sugar, which is not even really considered a debate. Like everybody, everybody agrees the sugar is bad. Here's the thing. Sugar is how your body it's the most available form of energy for your body. There are different sugars that are good and different sugars that get stored differently. But the fact is sugar in and of itself is not bad. And everything you take in, fat, protein, and carbohydrates is eventually turned into sugar for use. When your body breaks proteins, it eventually has to turn it into sugar to use it as energy. Any, any stored energy that your body has turns into sugar before it's used. But, here, okay, I'm done with that rant. The energy that is stored in your muscles is very accessible to your body because it's already like mostly broken down. It's, it's mostly ready to go. The energy that is stored in fat needs another process before it can be broken down. Your body has enough energy to like exercise pretty vigorously for a reasonable amount of time. I mean, they, again, estimates range, depends on, depends on your current training, depends on what you've adapted to, et cetera, et cetera, lots of different factors. But generally speaking, you can exercise for an hour on what your body just has really readily available. And I don't, I do not for one second tell you that so that you will exercise longer than an hour. I do not mean that at all. Please don't, please don't. It's not necessary. And it doesn't, and even then, even then, it doesn't automatically mean that your body's gonna start tapping into fat. Your body, because of its biological imperatives, wants to stay alive. If it thinks you're doing something super weird, it's not necessarily gonna tap into fat because it might think that, there are, that it's about to die. It needs to save that fat for later. What if you're doing this forever? Well, I'm gonna go through a couple of other processes. Your body desperately wants to stay the same. If you already have fat stored, it's not necessarily necessarily going to attack that fat. It might grab it from somewhere else. Your body can get energy from lots of things. It can shut down 
unnecessary functions, for example, digestion or other things, which if you've ever had runner's gut, you've felt the shutdown of your digestion. If it feels like it needs it, it can take energy directly from your muscles. It will literally break down your muscles to get energy. It could get energy from your different organs. There are lots of places that your body can get energy. You're never, ever, ever going to make it burn fat. And therefore, my advice, stop trying. And I mean that nicely. I'm not saying don't exercise. What I'm saying is don't, don't ask more of exercise than exercise gives you. Exercise gives you a great feeling. Exercise can help you shape your body. Exercise can help you feel super accomplished in the world. Yes, exercise does burn calories, but you don't know where those calories are coming from. It's not coming from what you just ate, or it's not all coming from what you just ate. Some of those calories are coming from your liver. Some of those calories are coming from your muscles. Some of those calories are coming from fat. Stop worrying about where it's coming from. Exercise in a way that feels good so that you feel good. Don't exercise to try and burn fat. Because maybe you are and maybe you aren't. Honestly, the number of calories that you burn during the day Let's say, for example, just because the number is really round, let's say that your body requires 2,000 calories to exist in the world. And you've done you know, a, a good, vigorous 30-minute workout, you feel great, you burned about 300 calories. 300 calories out of 2,000? I mean, if you're burning 2,000 calories doing extraneous things like you know, blinking, <laughs> or your pancreas doing whatever your pancreas does, 300 calories is kind of nothing. The likelihood is you are probably burning fat while you're asleep because you're asleep for eight hours. You're exercising for 30 minutes. Like just statistically speaking, that article that I read on Facebook, which I didn't even read the article, the, the headline was the headline was so obviously clickbait. I just I didn't click on it because I'm contrary like that. You don't know when your body is burning fat, so don't worry about it. You're probably burning fat while you sleep. And that's honestly, doesn't that feel really good? Like, oh my gosh, I could be burning fat while I sleep. So, so let's talk about this. If the only thing you're really in control of as far as the weight loss process, you're in control of lots of things. You're in control of how much you sleep at night. You are in control of how much water you drink. You are in control to a certain extent of how you deal. Well, no, you're in control of how you deal with stress. You're not necessarily in control of how much stress is in your life, but you are in control of how you manage stress, how you feel about stress. You are in control of what you eat, what you take in, but you are not in control of what goes out. So when we're talking about weight loss and we're talking about what you can control to try and move your body in the direction that you want it to, that really means that you're only in control of what you eat. Calories in is the driver of weight loss. And as soon as you accept that that is the thing that's going to change the scale, I think it makes a difference for how you feel about all the things that you think you have to do in order to lose weight. I just realized that I wanted to tell you something else also when we were talking about the calories out. Exercising too vigorously can actually have the opposite effect. When your body is under a lot of stress from exercise, because exercise, exercise and stress are actually the, your body perceives exercise as stress, because it is, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. We think of stress, we use that word to be like, oh my God, my boss is mad at me. But stress just means that you're in a situation that your body hasn't had to do before. And that's great. It's one of the biological imperatives. When you put your body under stress, it tries to get better. That's, that's fantastic. That's how we make adaptations and get faster and get stronger and get better at things. But there's a tipping point. And again, we scientists don't know exactly where that is, but there's a tipping point when the stress is too much and therefore your body doesn't get better 
it gets worse. It actually reacts to that stress by storing fat, by storing energy for later because it wonders how long am I going to have to withstand this? I better put some away for later. It's, it's one of the many reasons why I personally, when we talk about calories in, calories out, or eat less and move more, I take the second half off of both of those sentences. Weight loss is driven by calories in. Weight loss is, well, actually, even the eat less, move more. I've already gone on my rant. It's not, you don't eat, need to eat less. But you know what you do need to do, my friends? Ha! You need to eat consistently. Let's talk about those biological imperatives. How do we stay alive? Well, we stay alive by eating. How do we stay the same? By eating consistently. How do we get better? Well, we get better by stressing our body and asking for adaptations. For, the, for weight loss, and I know that you think to yourself, oh my gosh, when I lose weight, I'm gonna get better at everything. It's not necessarily true. You're not actually trying to make adaptations to get better at things. You might very incidentally get better at, at some things, you know, walking faster or lifting weights or other things that you might do because you enjoy exercise, not because you're trying to burn a certain amount of calories. But the getting better thing, it's not even really related to weight loss. And I know that we think it is when we talk about, oh, I'm gonna lose weight and get in shape. They're actually two kind of separate systems. When you lose weight, you are controlling your calories. You are controlling, literally, your weight. That's it. When you're getting in shape, your shape has, little to do with your weight. You could be very fit. You could be very capable of doing things, lifting weights, going for a run, hiking all day, anything that you want to do that you would need to like be in shape for, you can do those things at any weight. They're not the same. So when we want to lose weight, what do we do? <laughs> like, what do we do? Well, my friends, there's a couple of things. I have it listed here in four different steps, and there's a lot to each step, but it is relatively straightforward. It's the same thing that we do when we want to do anything. Step number one, ah, my friends, commit to a goal. I love this step. I love this step, but honestly, it's the thing that throws a lot of us off. Let me, let me tell you nicely, kindly, let me look you in the eyes and say, unless you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> let, me, let me whisper in your ear gently, I love you, but the weight loss fairy isn't going to come and just help you out. You have to commit to the goal of losing weight. You have to, I'm going to say you have to say those words out loud, but you don't necessarily have to say them out loud to somebody else. If you would like to, you can come say them out loud in the Killer Beehive, which is my private Facebook group, which is a very safe and super interactive and super supportive place for you to be. But you have to admit it to yourself, even if you don't admit it to other people. I hear all the time, oh, you know, I just, I just want to be healthy and it'd be nice if I lose weight. Of course it would be nice, but it would be nice is not the same thing as committing to that goal. If you want to lose weight, you have to want to lose weight. And you need to be really clear about that. You are not likely to lose weight while you're heading towards something else. You might incidentally lose some weight while you are on your way to other like fitness type goals. I, I see it all the time where people want to do several things at once. And the fact is it's not necessarily that they are completely different goals, but they're different enough and the mechanism driving the achievement of those goals is different enough that it makes it really hard to truly achieve what you want unless you have committed to a goal. Here's the thing. When you want to lose weight, 
you need to be eating in a caloric deficit. And what that means is, again, I'm just gonna go with the 2,000 calories, and I have to tell you, the likelihood of you personally needing exactly 2,000 calories is pretty slim. I use that number just because it's round and it's really easy to say, and we're gonna talk about it in just a quick second about how to find out how many calories you personally need. Here's the thing. If you need 2,000 calories, you need to be eating slightly less than 2,000 calories to be able to lose weight. Because your body, all by itself, doing its own processes, whether you exercise or not, is allegedly burning 2,000 calories a day, you would need to be eating, for example, and this is not necessarily the exact number, but you would need to be eating, let's say, 1,700 calories. Again, just an example. Please don't take that as like some sort of a fact for you personally. I'm gonna tell you how to find your number in just a minute. That 1,700 calories then is going to force your body at some point in time, probably when you're asleep, to use up some stored energy from someplace else, hopefully fat, likely fat, to keep your body alive because that's its number one imperative. If your goal, for example, is to build muscle, to get fit, if you are eating in that caloric deficit to lose weight, what do you think your body's gonna use those calories for first? Your body's gonna use those calories for your heart and lungs. Your body's gonna use those calories to keep you alive. Your body's gonna use those calories, as we discussed with the hierarchy of the biological imperatives, to stay the same. And then, if there are any calories left over, it will make the adaptations to improve, but oh, there aren't any calories left over because you're not eating enough. And I don't mean that like, oh, you're not eating enough. I mean that you're eating in a caloric deficit. You're asking your body to tap into its stored energy reserves so that you can lose weight. It's not gonna use that energy magically to make your muscles bigger. It's not gonna use that energy magically to help you get faster. It's gonna probably shut down, not necessarily the pancreas, doing whatever the pancreas does, but it's gonna shut down something else that makes your body just a little bit less efficient, that makes you feel like you have a little bit less energy, or it's gonna send out every single hormonal receptor that it can to make you feel more hungry so that it's really hard to eat in that caloric deficit. The likelihood of building muscle, for example, and losing weight concurrently, not super strong. When you commit to the goal of losing weight, that's what you're doing. You're losing weight. You can enjoy your exercise all you want, but don't ask for more from it. There's a time and a place to ask for more from your exercise, and we're gonna talk about that in, I think, two weeks. Not next week, because next week is all mindset. So I think it's either two weeks or definitely, definitely by the time we get to weight maintenance. That's, oh my gosh, that's when you can ask all kinds of things from your workouts. Right now, your workouts are mental health and enjoyment. When you commit to the goal of losing weight, you want to lose weight. It's the only thing you're working on. And when you commit to that goal, and I know that that, step one, already really hard. It's really hard to say that you wanna lose weight, right? We're gonna talk about that next week, why that's hard, why that feels scary, why that already brings your shoulders up and makes your stomach churn. But it is step one. Step two, pick a plan, my friends. I know you know my feelings about this, but I'm gonna tell you all about it anyway. Again, the weight loss fairy is not gonna visit you in the night. I mean, the fat loss fairy might, as we just discussed, if you are eating the right number of calories. The fat loss fairy might very well come and take some fat away in the middle of the night, but if you do not have a plan, what's that, my favorite phrase in the whole wide world, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. My friends, here's the thing. You need to eat a consistent number of calories every single day. Every single day. Every single day, no matter what, no matter what else is going on in your life, if you have committed to the goal of losing weight, then every single day will require you to have the same number of calories coming in. Consistency, 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 consistency. So let me tell you this. There's a lot of different ways that that consistency can show up for you. For me, 
if you listened to last week. You're like, Paula, you didn't count your calories at all. No, I did not. And here's why. I picked a plan and that plan was slim fast. I had a shake for breakfast. I had a shake for lunch. I had a sensible meal, which wasn't really sensible at all, for dinner every night. And that was my plan. That was what I did. It worked because I was consistent, because I was ridiculously consistent, except on Fridays when I wasn't consistent. And we talked about that, how that probably slowed down my weight loss and made it more difficult than it needed to be. Now, here's the thing. There are lots of plans. There are lots of ways that you can go about this. You can pick any plan. Truly, you can pick any plan. And I mean that. I mean that. I, any plan that you pick, generally speaking, whether they say it or not, is going to work because you're being consistent with your calories. They might tell you that you're being, you know, oh, you're going to lose weight because you're eating the right foods or you're eating foods at the right time or you're combining foods in the right combo or all kinds of reasons. They all work. Any plan works because of the calories in. All of them. If you don't want to count calories, pick some other way to be consistent. I did not want to count calories. It's why I went with the slim fast plan because I wanted nothing to do with counting calories. I still don't love counting calories. I greatly prefer, I personally prefer eating the same foods every day. I would much rather be consistent by having the same exact thing for breakfast every day, by having the same exact thing for lunch every day, by having one of like seven things for dinner every night because that's just so much easier for me. If you don't mind counting calories, count calories. If you want to count your macros, count your macros. And just so you know, just so you know, super quickly, macros and calories are the same thing. <laughs> like when people talk about, you know, the if it fits your macros, and I know that that was super popular like a couple years ago. I don't know if that's still on the internet the way it was probably like five or six years ago. The if it fits your macros thing was super popular. Carbohydrates always have four calories. Protein always has four calories. Fat always has nine calories. When you're counting your macros, you're counting your calories. It's literally the same thing. It's like Weight Watchers, which is not Weight Watchers anymore. I think it's just WW. I haven't gotten used to saying that and I apologize, but the that plan, they give you points. It's literally the same thing. It's not necessarily a one for one in quite the same way. I know that, no, I don't know. I've heard that they skew that you get more points for, <coughs> excuse me, like proteins in a good way. Like, I don't know how to explain that. I, I shouldn't have gotten started on that. What I mean is they basically give you leeway to eat more protein and to eat more foods that are like healthier for you by giving you a certain number of points. And by the way that they assign the points to certain kinds of foods. <laughs> point being, point being, no matter how you can get consistent, you have to be consistent. Whatever plan you pick, whether you pick one for yourself or you use somebody else's plan or, or, what, or you have something prepackaged or you have meals coming to you, whatever it is, every single plan in the world can work. It totally can if it's being consistent and if it's moderate. Here's the thing about, this is why I talk so much about moderation with your exercise. You do have to be able to do something consistently. Moderation with your calories in, you do have to be able to do it consistently. If you pick a plan that for whatever reason has just like way too few calories for you, you're not going to be able to be consistent with it. And it's something that you really need to take into account when you're picking a plan. When I chose SlimFast, I chose it because A, I was, I, I was so far away from any kind of anything that would be considered healthy eating that there was no way that I was going to be able to like clean up my diet. I had absolutely no idea and no interest in counting my calories. So something that was going to require that simply wasn't going to work for me. I'm a ridiculously picky eater, which I'm pretty sure I covered when we talked about, again, why, why I chose what I chose. Everything about the plan that I picked 
fit my personality. When you pick a plan, you have to come to it armed with the knowledge of what you're going to need to do to execute the plan and what's actually going to work. The things that work is being consistent with your calories. The things that help it work is being consistent with your exercise, being consistent with your sleep, being consistent with your water, being consistent with your stress relief. Those are all helpers. But the thing that drives weight loss is consistency with your calories. So whatever plan you pick, just be really honest with yourself. Know, know where you are and what you're going to be capable of doing. Because here's the thing, generally speaking, for weight loss to work, for like long-term successful weight loss, it's slow. If you have 50 pounds to lose, it's probably going to take a year. You're going to lose about a pound a week. It's sometimes you might lose more, but honestly, sometimes you might lose less. Counting for one pound a week and knowing how many pounds you'd like to lose, that's about how long it's gonna take you. Think about what you personally, and be honest with yourself about what you personally are going to be capable of doing every single day for a year. For example, I mean, if you have less to lose, it'll take less time. If you have more to lose, it'll take more time. Think about what you can do to be consistent for that amount of time. It might change what, how you feel about, oh, well, I was gonna, you know, I was gonna go low carb. Can you really do that for a year? Can you? If you can, I mean, and I don't mean that to sound judgmental. I know that did. <laughs> I know that did, and I apologize. What I'm saying is, if it's so foreign to the way you eat now that you are going to have to be looking up recipes every single day that you are going to be have to you know looking up the carb content of every single thing you eat every single day be honest with yourself are you going to do that is that something that you're truly capable of and i know that I know that, that people want to say all the time, again, with these little mnemonic devices, like, it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle. I have to be really honest with you, it, it's not. It's not a lifestyle at all. You are not going to be losing weight for the rest of your life. You're not. And if you are, you're doing it wrong, frankly. And I say that nicely, that came out really harsh. I saw the look on my face. That didn't sound nice at all. But it's true. If you're not losing weight, it is, you're not being successful with it. The thing that you're going to do to be successful with weight loss is going to be temporary. It is. Once you lose the weight, you're done. You don't have to live exactly like that anymore. There are elements of it that might become a lifestyle. Absolutely. Being aware of what you put in your mouth every single day, that's a lifestyle for sure. Being nitpicky about weighing things or counting the calories or eating, you know, a shake for breakfast, that's not something you're going to do for the rest of your life. At some point, the things that you have to do to lose weight are going to change. And we're actually going to talk about that. That is part of this series is how weight loss changes from beginning to end. And I want you to know that the things that you have to do to get started are not the things that you're going to have to do the rest of your life. You do not have to count calories the rest of your life. And I know actually, I mean, speaking of specifically of WW, one of the things that I hear them say in like all their different marketing and stuff is about, oh, you know, I know I'm going to be counting points the rest of my life and this is so easy, blah, 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 blah. No, you're not. You, you will not, if you do this successfully, need to be this level of consistent and on it and thinking hard about it and committed to it for the rest of your life. The rest of your life, the rest of your life, you get to stop worrying about your weight. Wouldn't that be amazing? But right now, right now, when you have committed to losing weight, you need to think about what you can do for the amount of time that it's going to take you to lose the weight. If you would like to count your calories, this is what I've been promising you for a long time, if you would like to count your calories, and I truly, I feel like this is a really good way to go just because it makes you very aware of what you're eating and how different foods feel and react and, and truly how much volume of food you can eat for some calories. Healthy foods, you can eat more. Like you can eat a bigger salad than a sandwich because of 
the number of calories in a healthier type food. It just, it helps you be aware of that when you're counting the calories and making good choices about knowing what's gonna fit into your day. Now here's the thing. No, I'm gonna tell you how to count calories and then I'm gonna talk about that. If you would like to know how many calories you should be eating, there are literally thousands of calculators on the internet. There is no magic to any single one of them. <coughs> oh my gosh, I've been talking a really long time. My throat's getting really dry. I knew this was gonna be a big one today, you guys. <laughs> I should have had water next to me. There are thousands of calorie calculators on the internet. Visit like five or six of them, at least, at least. When you go to Google, literally type in weight loss calorie calculator. All these websites will pop up. Some of them are more reputable than others. Some of them have a lot of pop-up ads, but they will all, they will all help you figure out how many calories they think you should be eating in a day. I strongly recommend that you are honest about your height and your weight and your age. And I strongly recommend that you tell it that you are moderately active for a couple of reasons. One, you are, even, even if you're not exercising at all, it's still a really good idea to say moderately active because I've noticed in when I'm playing with the different calculators that that seems to be one of the things that they give you like a lot more or a lot fewer calories for. And the fact is, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say that the calories don't matter. The calories do matter. But when you first get started, what matters far more than the difference between, you know, 1,500 calories and 1,527 calories is simply the fact that you're eating the same amount every day. I have never, ever, ever worked with a client who was eating too much. Every client I've ever worked with has been eating inconsistently. When you get a number off the internet, and I mean, let me finish with that, go to at least five or six of them, <coughs> tell it that you're moderately active, tell it how old you are, tell it how much you weigh, it'll pop out a number and it'll pop out, not a random number, but a number that makes sense based on their algorithm. This again comes back to the fact that we don't really know exactly everything we need to know about losing weight. Every website you go to is gonna give you a different number and they're all gonna seem so sure of themselves. Well, this is the exact number of calories that you need to be eating, but they kinda don't know. They're basing it off of averages. So that's what I'm gonna tell you to do. Go to five or six of them, get those numbers, and then average it. Eat that number of calories, and I mean that literally, that exact number of calories every single day. Make sure that your workouts are so gentle and so moderate that you can do them every single day at the same level of intensity every single day so that there's no variation there. Do everything in your power to get the same amount of sleep every night. Do everything in your power to drink the same amount of water every day. Do everything in your power to eliminate stress or at least manage your stress every day. The thing that drives weight loss is consistency with your calories. Pick a plan, that's your plan if you're going to choose the calories thing. If you go with something that is prepackaged, I'm going to suggest that you do more research than I did. This is definitely one of those do as I say, not as I do kind of a things. I did no research. I mean, not no research. I, I'd heard about SlimFast my entire life. I knew what I was getting into. I knew, for me, I knew that it was going to be the right thing because I didn't have to think very hard. That was me being honest with myself. If you do choose to choose your own foods and to count your calories, let me give you some cautions about that. And again, let's talk about biological imperatives. Number one imperative, stay alive. That means you need to eat. You already know that. Number two imperative, stay the same. That means eat a consistent number of calories. The number three imperative about getting better, making improvements, that tells you how much you need to be worrying about what you're eating. Not much, not as much as consistency. You can eat anything as long as you are eating the right number of calories every single day consistently. I have people argue with me all the time about this, but I, I had to cut out carbs. I had to stop eating pizza. I gave up bread. I gave up dairy. 
You don't need to. You might want to. Totally different conversation. You don't have to. When you are eating the same number of calories consistently, your body will lose weight. It will. It will. I promise you. I know that you want to make this more complicated and I'm telling you, it's not that complicated. There is plenty of time to clean up your eating. Plenty of time. You don't have to clean up your eating the day you start to lose weight. As I previously mentioned in my story, I I cannot explain to you how bad my eating habits were. I just can't. I can try, but you kind of are gonna think that I'm joking. I literally had a bag of popcorn for lunch. I literally opened up a bag or a box of something for dinner. I didn't cook. I had no idea what healthy was. I could no more have followed a healthy eating plan to lose weight than the men in the moon. I had to start where I was. If you already eat like, you know, 85% healthy, absolutely you can work on tweaking the little things. If you have not fantastic eating habits, eat what you're gonna eat. Start where you are. Consistency is the driver of weight loss. After you get consistent, then you can work on what you're eating. Then you can work on tweaking maybe when you eat, volume of what you eat, how, what kind of foods you eat after you get consistent. Consistency is the driver of weight loss. I feel like I've said that too many times at this point. So let's move on. Oh my God, We're, this was still step two, pick a plan. I still have two more steps. The last two steps are a little bit easier though. Not easier, easier to explain. Number three, track your calories in. You have to, if you're counting calories. If you're not, if you are, if, okay. What I mean by this step is track your intake and your consistency. So for example, if you are doing some kind of prepackaged whatever, if you're counting points, counting macros, counting whatever, track the thing that is consistent. So if it's calories, track calories. If it's uh, you know prepackaged meals, track that. Write it down every single day, every time you eat. Don't wait till the end of the day before you're like, oh yeah, that's right, I did great today and I totally forgot that handful of this that I had or you know, that time I snuck in that taste of that or whatever. Before you put it in your mouth is even better, but as you're eating, tracking it then, totally fine. Track your intake every single day. Intake and consistency with intake is what drives weight loss. I know I said I wasn't gonna say that anymore, but it is. You can track other things. It's totally fine with me. For example, I do track my water because I don't drink enough. Generally speaking, I really have a hard time drinking enough water. So I track that because it's really important to me. If you know you're drinking enough, you don't have to track that. You can because your tracker is gonna probably track your steps. Stuff like that again, doesn't drive weight loss. It's nice, those numbers are fun. It can help you feel super accomplished like you're moving towards your goals. That's fine, but if you don't wanna spend a lot of time tracking, track the things that matter. Consistency with your intake matters. Track it every single day. Then, my friends, I'm going to tell you to weigh yourself. Now, I know that this is a debate for some people. This is. I have very strong opinions about this. I think that you should stop being afraid of the scale. I, I find it understandable but frustrating when we tell ourselves stories about how much we weigh. Here's the thing, the scale doesn't hate you, the scale is not out to get you, the scale is not lying to you. Your scale is an objective measure of how consistent you are being. It is. Your scale is telling you whether or not what you're doing is successfully working. 
And frankly, if you want to lose weight, you have to know how much you weigh. <laughs> I know that that's like, I know that that's like really hard for some people. I totally get it. I'm not going to tell you that you have to weigh yourself every day. I personally have found that weighing myself every day helps me detach from the numbers. It's a psychological principle that there is lots of lots of data on. It's I don't remember what it's called off the top of my head because I've been talking about a lot of things. I'll, I'll probably put it in the notes if I remember what it's called later because I'm sure I will as soon as I stop talking. But it's the thing where you become less afraid to something of something because you are exposed. Exposure therapy. Thank you. Exposure therapy <laughs> where when you are exposed to something in small doses every single day or frequently that you are afraid of, that you become less afraid of it. But here's the thing. Step four. Analyze your results over time. I know every time you step on the scale, you're going to be like, oh, it's up, oh, it's down, oh, whatever. And you're going to try really hard to make that mean something. It doesn't mean anything until you have been consistent for over a period of time. Generally speaking, I feel like six weeks is reasonable. Six weeks is when your body can make changes. Six weeks is just, it's mother nature. She takes time. She's slow. She's an old lady. <laughs> Don't analyze your results when you're taking them in. Put them aside, track them, track how consistent you've been. Analyze your results over time. You guys, okay, this has been so much and I can, my camera is blinking at me which means that it's about to die. I'm gonna wrap this up right now because that means that it's been a really long one. I know this open questions for you. I'm gonna go ahead and stop here. I know this brought up questions for you. Please, please, please leave me a comment, leave me a question, let me know what you're thinking. I will have more information as I think of it while I'm listening to this and like, oh my gosh, I forgot to say this. Oh my gosh, I forgot to say that. I'll have it all in the show notes or in the description below. Please make sure that you open that up and you read it. Please make sure that you subscribe so that we can have another conversation next week about mindset. And thank you. Thank you so much for walking with me today. I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.